gastro traveling motherfucker. We're here to talk about uh, Drake. Take care with my good friend Brandon Smith. What is up? What's happening, man? Thanks for having me. Um, what is happening? I don't know what's happening. Oh. Take oh, we're doing a podcast. Oh shit! Fuck. Okay. Goddamn. So we're here um, to talk. Yeah. I, guess, I don't know why I'm. I feel weird about today's episode. Is it because your brother's in the room? No. <laughs> we do have we do have a live studio audience today, <laughs> uh, consisting of my brother, and he's looking at me and staring at me. But let's bring on the food portion. Let's just do that. Yeah. Jump right in. You can cut in front. Did of you me. Take pictures of food? Yeah. Just cut in front. You good? He's got like that Joey Diaz walk right in front of the camera. It's the Hispanic. It's a yeah, Hispanic rudeness. Angel Campos, everybody, the the Prince of Puerto Rico, the the, the the King of the Kitchen. Thank you. I'm not going back to Puerto Rico, by the way. I thought about it ever again. No, I don't need to. Dude, my dad was just in New York. There's no reason for me to go over there. What does that mean? He's the only reason I should go. Like that's the only family left. That's I'm your like, home. Though. I'm waiting for it to drown, dude. Like, the island is going to get consumed by the ocean. Why do you hate Puerto Rico so much? Down too much. No, let's not get into that. We're, we're talking about, we're talking about Drake. Drake. We're talking Drake, about Drake today. Champagne you, you papi. Made, you made this delicious seafood. Tell me what you made. Well, yours is just put in a bowl, but Brandon's is... I got the fancy one. Yes, because there's a song on this album called Fancy. Plus, it's just like... I, I'm not fancy enough for you. No, you can't eat right. <laughs> Sorry, I. We can't. all we all. Know. I've been trying to calm him down. I can't do anything. What are like, you talking about? I don't like the energy he's bringing to me. No, today. dude, this is consistency. Consistency is key. Every week, I mean, I mentioned that you can't. So I finally so fixed you put it, it in so, a bowl for me, like I'm I put a child. In a bowl. You, are you going to feed me too? You want me to? Your brother's here. You could feed him. He's your sibling, not mine. So, what did you make today? I made uh, an original. Would you say it's an original dish? Whatever? I don't think so. I made yes. uh, shrimp scampi al ajillo, which is like taking Spanish influences. And scampi's been whitewashed. I could say it's like a, a white dish, per se, an American type thing. Um, over risotto. Uh, roasted, it's got roasted garlic, onions, a little bit of saffron. I I cheated. I couldn't find the saffron, so we use a little bit of sasson. Um The shrimp it is cooked in wine. Riesling, riesling, riesling. Yes. Uh, we have uh, a bed of microgreens, and then we have sautéed onions, peppers, uh, squash, and zucchini. Nice little fancy. Fa- Why paired? I think it's because the song was fancy, so I was thinking something fancy. Brandon, what do you think? It's fucking amazing, bro. Angel, I'm not surprised. You're a legend. I've not fed Brandon in a while. No, it's been a while. That's, been a while. that's why. That's why I'm over here in awe right now. Yeah, it feels like you haven't fed any of us in a while, Angel. <laughs> da, da, da. So I'm glad you did like a seafood dish because take care. The album cover is at a seafood restaurant. No, wait, wait. Which take the one which I asked you? Yeah. to I, send me I the menu. You. you did I not send me the menu. You got Google, motherfucker. I wanted you to do it. We got like a whole episode. This is a whole Drake episode. We're going to talk about everything. A little gastro controversy right now. Yeah, I asked him to send me the menu because I wanted to make a fish dish. Yes, and you did that. We're doing Thank Me Later. Yeah, we're doing Thank Me Later. You idiot. I'm so sorry. I thought we were doing Take Care and Thank Me Later. You misunderstood. So far, going to Thank Me Later. Oh, I'm backwards. (laughs) How am I backwards? How am I backwards? I don't know. I was surprised. You good? We should flip the camera on you. You're apparently running this, not him today. Thank you, Angels, oh, for showing up. So for, for <laughs> love you, Angel. You're a great chef, and that's all I got. Is that how you twirl spaghetti? Nope. Is that how you twirl spaghetti? Am I twirling it wrong? Yeah. No. Is that how you twirl it? Yes. Okay. My proper ass over here waiting to say grace and everything else. Bro. Oh, I'm so. Oh, no. we're gonna say grace, bro. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Then oh, y'all so, eat. No, let's okay. say it real quick. Wait, I'll do it. Dear Lord, thank you for allowing us to come together um, over a great meal prepared by the one and only Angel. Um, thank you. For, thank you for allowing us to podcast on this great night. Um, I pray that we continue to have a great evening, a great conversation, great content, and we can better ourselves. Once for all, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 All right, now dig in, and we'll be back and dig in.
Bro, the peppers. Oh, I thought you were done. I'm not done. Oh, you I'm still not talking? done with this motherfucker. Hey, we <laughs> okay? Put the food in your mouth, bud. We got time constraints on the <laughs> food it. segment. All right, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with him. Get All him, right, get him out of my sight. We'll see you on the other side of this break. <laughs> hey. We back in? Oh, we're back in. We're here. We're at Gastro Traveling Studios. Uh, that was a delicious meal. That was amazing. Um, I really liked it. I'm not big into seafood or shrimp or anything like that, but I trust Angel with anything he cooks. Angel can cook anything, man. It's going to be amazing. That man is a talent. But let's not get into him because, you know, me and him have... <laughs> Where it's rough waters. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's talk about you and what you do and when and, and and your talents and what's up. Oh man, what what don't I do? Um, now for those of you who don't know, I'm I'm Brandon Smith. Uh, I consider myself a visual artist or a creator, um, but I'm kind of like a jack of all trades. I specialize in photography, graphic design, videography, um, anything I can pretty much get my hands on. Man, I'm I'm always looking to learn and. You know, better myself, man, but at the core, I'm an entrepreneur, um, entrepreneur and creator. Sweet. So, yeah, um, based in Florida. Well, I was born in Norristown, Pennsylvania, raised in Daytona Beach. Was Army brat, traveled around a lot. So, got to be, you know, experienced a bunch of different things, you know, different cultures, you know, things of that nature and pretty much, yeah, yeah. And you ended up here. Ended up here. <laughs> gastro traveling. <laughs> gastro traveling. Yep. Sweet. That was a cool little intro. Um, so let's talk about Drake and your relationship with his music. And, and how did you find Drake? So um, I was introduced to Drake back in 09, February of 09, maybe a little bit afterwards. Um, my brother, um, so I was like best friend since middle school he we were on break from uh school or whatever i think it was like either winter break or, or something one of those breaks and he pulled up on me he's like and he always introduced me introduces me to new music he's a musical artist and he's like bro you gotta fucking hear this guy like you know so we pulled up um at one of my boys house and he was like dude you gotta hear this project it's called so far gone like there's this artist drake he was like bro he's the next thing coming and i'm like all right well shit let's hear it you know i heard a lot of dope artists and we pulled up um in my boys you know driveway and we literally ran through the whole so far gone project just in like one sitting like no skips and i'm just like bro this shit is incredible dog <laughs> and it was for me it was the first time i've actually heard an artist well not the first time but like, first time somebody doing it well, like, singing and rapping and, like, bars is fire. And then, like, whoa, this nigga's melodic as well. Like, shit. Like, so it's just, I don't know, bro. It was just, for me, it was refreshing just to hear that in, you know, like, just rap music and hip-hop music. Granted, we had, like, the Kanye Wests, the Jay-Zs. It was, like, a lot of competition. So to see somebody, you know, like, around my age just kind of bringing something refreshing to the genre, you know, was was really dope, man. I don't remember when I first found Drake. I just I just always feel like he's been around for me. Um, but the first time I can think of finding Drake is the damn fucking Young Money. Um, uh, <laughs> Bedrock? It was either Bedrock. Whoa. It was probably Bedrock. It was probably really? Bedrock or Every Girl, where they, they're coming out of the car. Holy shit. <laughs> like, a, like a clown car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It, but it was wild. What I did, like, I don't know, man. I've always been a Drake fan or yeah. Drake stan, whatever you want to call it. Like, for me, I just always admired just, like, the team aspect. Like, his team is fucking solid. And it's like, he just doesn't miss, bro. Mm -hmm. And, like, when he first came out, it was just like a, a myth. Like, who is this fucking person? Like, you know, there was a bidding war for the labels that everybody just wanted to get their hands on this guy. Like, pause. But... It was just, like, I remember Googling, like, Drake, and the only thing that would pop up and, like, reference to him was fucking Drake Bell from Drake and Josh. <laughs> yeah, that didn't turn out just, well. And then I remember, like, finding out, you know, it was a guy from Degrassi, and I'm like, oh, yeah, holy shit, that's that. him? Yeah. Like, I just remember, like, you know, see, like, nah, that can't be him, bro, like, because usually, like, you know, just in music or you hear a voice and then you see, like, what the person looks like, he's like, nah, no fucking way. Man, yeah, so that, that like, really caught me by surprise. He bro. was like all nerdy in that show. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I've seen the part where he gets shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wheelchair Jimmy. Yeah. Well, that's a, such an iconic scene. I had, I had to go look it up. It was, man. It was classic, bro. But I never like watched Degrassi or anything. Wasn't I ain't gonna lie, bro. Degrassi was, was pretty solid. They, they dealt was with it? like real yeah. fucking issues, like See, teen I'm, pregnancy, movies getting shot, the whole nine. So. I just think I missed it. I don't know. It just wasn't. One of the kids gets tech. 
uh, testicular cancer. Really? Yeah. Yes. yeah. But it, it came on like it, when I first walked, like watched the grass. It was like on Nickelodeon, like Noggin. Yeah. I like I, re- yeah. I remember it being on it, and I was like, because eh. my sister used to watch the grassy. Like, you know, yeah, my sister it wasn't me. Yeah. But yeah, no, that, I, <laughs> I used to watch it. I just remember <laughs> well, like fine. just seeing it. I was like, damn, man, these are, it's like really, it was like a a soap opera for you know like teenagers and shit. So that's cool. Do you think? Do you think Drake? I don't know if he regrets it, but how do you think he looks back on doing Degrassi? It's such a weird because now he's like a hardcore. He's like a rapper now, which isn't so against his image. I think me personally, I think he embraces it, and I think that's what I've always admired about you know just him as an artist, or, you know, just in his skill set, man. Just you take everything that people will fucking like shit on you about, like you being biracial, Jewish, a rapper, and you pretty much just. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna be all of this, but I'm gonna be the best at it, and you motherfuckers can't tell me otherwise. Sure. So it's like he makes you actually like him, and at the, at his core, he's a nice guy. Yeah. So he seems he seems like a nice guy. But yeah, man. But he could definitely be a dick and very like cheesy. All of like just I don't know, man. Listen to me, I can't the the stupid fucking <laughs> the heart that he has in his head right now. Oh yeah, dude, bro. <laughs> and it's like I I'll be the first to tell people, bro. Like it's a lot of that shit is corny at its core. <laughs> yeah. But when you hear the music and the content and the craft, it's just like, damn, nobody's fucking with this dude. Like that can't be him, bro. Like it it just can't. So I think that's what I've always admired. Like when it's come when it comes time for the actual product, he delivers every fucking time. And it's consistent. Even with his new th- new stuff, you think? I definitely think so with the new stuff. Like, okay. every album that he's had, in my opinion, there's always been, like, some bullshit drama around it to where he couldn't really do what he wanted to do. But as far as, like, improvising, like, with the whole was um, Scorpion. Like, it was supposed to be, like, I mean, he had a legitimate plan for the album, but the whole Kanye, Kanye West shit, Pusha T shit, it, it's just, or views, it was, like, the whole Meek Mill thing. So, I don't know, man. His team is just very calculated. Yeah. And as an artist, bro, it's just like you don't really find many people out here that move, you know, that well. And I feel like with the Pusha T stuff is that's the only time Drake has ever. It's chinking his armor, yeah. The only time. And I love it, bro. It's just, it's it's friendly. Well, I ain't going to say friendly, but it's just, <laughs> it's competitiveness, bro. And that's at, the, at its core. That's what hip-hop is about, bro. Like, if you're the best, like, prove it, you know. Now, how much do you, of, like, the Kanye Drake stuff, how much do you think it's played up? Because they ended up doing that concert. They have together. a they have a weird-ass relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think even with Push, like, Push is totally separate from all that. He's like, nah, you may be my boy. Well, Kanye's my boy, but, yeah, fuck you. I don't like <laughs> you. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> I respect that. So I think with Ye, I mean, Drake has always been an understudy of Kanye and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But even, if, like, we'll get into the album, um, everything would, like, take, um, would thank me later. Kanye West always pretty much, like, sabotaged him as well, like, with the Find Your Love record. That was shitty production, bro. <laughs> but Drake, being the artist that he is, he turned that shit into a fucking hit. It's just like, damn, I, this guy can't fucking lose, dog. So I think, for me, that's what I've always admired. And just being, like, a Scorpio male, like, we're very emotional. But at the same time, if you fuck us over, it's just like, that will be the last person that you ever fuck over. We play that game very well. So to see in Kanye West being a Gemini, Geminis are very... Oh, they're cool. And then the next minute, like, who the fuck is this person? Like, he's a dick. Like, I want to fucking kill him. So I, just to see, like, that dynamic. like, it, Don't point at me, Rob. <laughs> I'm a just, Libra, motherfucker. I don't know, bro. It just makes for just great conversation. And it's good for the craft, bro. Like, hip-hop needs that, man. Oh, yeah. Like, every Like, especially in, like, this this era where everything's so sensitive. And it's like, nah, bro. Like, you need that that cutthroat type I think shit, shit gets stale when, you're not, when it's not competitive. Mm-hmm. I agree. <clears throat> I wholeheartedly agree. That's like when I, that's, that's why I like the East Coast, West Coast. It's not like, mm-hmm. not beef. It's not a beef anymore, obviously, but like just the competitive nature of it, mm-hmm. I think it works yeah. well. And only, like, and the only difference I would say is, you know, like the East Coast, West Coast, like people lost their lives behind that shit. Yeah. Like yeah. Drake and Kanye ain't fucking killing no. nobody. It's just like, bro, they both going to sell a million fucking copies or whatever it is that they put out. It's just like even even though they talk about bodies and this that and the third, it's just like bro, you ain't fucking you like you're worth too much. You have yeah. you have too much to lose. Yeah, and it should be about numbers. It's just like put it in the, you know put yeah. it in the music, bro. Yeah, like, and I feel like they they both do that very well. <clears throat> so let's get into the album. Um, is it an album? I thought I always thought it was a mixtape. Is it, is it an album? Yeah, well, so far gone is a mixtape. Um, it felt like an album, yeah. but it was it came out during the time where like I don't know if you guys remember that era, but yeah. 
everybody was putting out mixtapes. It was just like a fucking wave of just free music. Like from Cole dropping like Friday Night Lights. It was just like it was album worthy shit, but it was just it was given away for free. So the only mixtape I had on my little MP3 player at mm-hmm. that time was MP3 player was was No Ceilings, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is also a classic. Listen to me, Wayne carried me through middle school. Oh, bro, he carried us all, bro, from fucking <laughs> elementary all the way up. So, man, yeah, it's yeah, and thank thank me later is the like the official debut album. Yeah, okay, whatever, but all right, yeah, so. Um, I can't believe I got so confused about what album we were doing. <laughs> I know, that's really funny. I was like, uh, it all, my bad, like, bro. Well, th- see how <laughs> my mind works. Early Drake just kind of blends in together for me. Oh, really? Because it always, it just always, it like sounds like it could all be on one album altogether. That's one really long album. Yeah. I kind of know, know what you mean. I did, Um, I actually found Drake like the same time. Like, I remember, I think I heard successful first yeah. with Trey Songz, and then I heard Houston, Atlanta, Vegas off of this album mm-hmm. and I went and I listened to it and then I remember like um, when I think it was off of Thank Me Later I think the first one I heard was Find Your Love yeah and so to me it's super nostalgic and that was like one of the singles that you yeah know, ironically enough but yeah um, but yeah so far going sounds like an album because a lot of people don't know and I watched the interview I think it was with 40 um, his producer and he was saying, he was like, we were actually working on Thank Me Later. And I guess he got, like, a call from Wayne, and he, Wayne flew him out to, like, Houston or something. And he was like, we paused that to start making So Far Gone. And for me, I'm just like, holy shit, because I always thought So Far Gone came, you know, first or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like comeback season. was well, Room for Improvement, comeback season. And then it was just, like, So Far Gone. Like, oh, this motherfucker's here. So that that was definitely, like, you know, something that I was like, oh, wow. Like, it just adds to, like, the whole, you know, like legend, you know, mm-hmm. conversation or whatnot. Um, but yeah, man, that was, it was definitely, it was a moment. And I feel like every time he does drop, it is a moment, even with like the whole certified lover boy album. It was like, you, you don't rarely find like too many artists that can just, everybody stops what the fuck they're doing and, and just listens. like, wait, such and such is dropping, you know, yeah. outside of like the Kendricks, the Coles, or like when that motherfucker drops, I don't care. For, I don't care how you feel, how you feel about them. Like you gon' you gonna give it a listen. And yeah. I feel like for me, that's what I've always admired. And just seeing the ten year run, bro. Like it ain't like a lot of a lot of artists don't make it past album number two. Yeah, you get what I'm yeah. saying. Without like either, you know, sacrificing their their souls or you know drugs, all of that type of stuff, man. So it's a very hard thing to do. And um, but just seeing like his level of consistency and just fucking hits, dog. Like just keep he keeps delivering. What's the song he did with Timbaland? Was it is that fancy? Yeah, say something. Say so- yes. Yeah. Yes. Bro, that song. It's that- fun. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that on? What is that on? No, that was I want to say was that, that, was, a- that was on Timbaland's project. Yeah, like a compilation it? project. That yeah. was during the this time, right? That was like, dude. It, I promise you, bro. It was like it was so much fucking music. I know, but. Yeah, released in 2010 on Once Upon a Time in 2010. <laughs> I didn't know the album name. Yeah, bro, it's nuts because a lot of the shit, like, bro, he flooded. Like, I remember, like, you couldn't go a week without hearing a new Drake record or feature. And it's like, fuck, bro, you hadn't even put out an album yet. So, like, when Thank Me Later came up and he was dropping, it was June 15th, bro. I remember, like, clear as day. And then I remember, like, a lot of his records were, like, leaking. Mm-hmm. And I and it was, like, a, a it was a, a huge buzz. And, like, he may be, like, the first artist one of the first artists to, like, debut and sell a million copies. Like, that was, like, the topic of conversation, which was, like, Wayne had, like, Wayne did that shit with, like, Carter Three, which is, like, in my opinion, like, the most commercial out of all the Carters or whatnot. But, yeah, man, it was, it was huge, bro. Just, like, that whole Young Money umbrella. Like, Wayne is just, with that, he's a legend within his own right. He can fucking not make another record tomorrow. But the fact that you put Nicki and Drake, like, you introduced them to the world, and the artists that they are today is just like it's just a true testament of, you know, how great he is. There were a lot of forgettable people on Young oh, Money. Though. Oh, for sure, bro, <laughs> for sure. And like when Wayne went to jail, like Drake and Nicki carried fucking yeah, Young yeah. Money, dog. So um, what was that song they had? That oh, fucking Bedrock. No, not Bedrock. <laughs> they had that. They had that one where it was like the music video was like World War Two almost, and they were like, "Where's Wayne?" Was it called "Where's Wayne"? Uh-huh. Where's Roger? Where's Roger? Roger? Where's Roger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Where Roger? Yeah, that was a yeah. young money compilation. Oh, Tiger's on that too. Oh, bro, it's fucking Tiger. Tiger's always gonna give you a hit too. Yeah, 
Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, he's yeah. still he's still relevant, oh, like yeah. especially when he got in with um, Offset. Like man. taste that song is like yeah, Tiger's gonna always give you everywhere. one, man. You know, about his core is definitely Drake and Nicki who are like the fucking franchise players, bro. bro it's like they're it's like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Like that's what that's how I view it. Yep, that's exactly, and it's and it's crazy too, bro, because it just shows you even like the dynamic of like family. Mm-hmm. You know, because every artist can, you know, everybody can, you know, see their like predecessor. You know, um, and all greats can be surpassed, but Drake, in my opinion. Like, he surpassed Wayne a long time ago when it comes to, like, success because he's, like, he's worldwide, you know, mm. artist. He's not just, like, rapping. He's very much so a pop artist, in my opinion. Um, and just, like, money-wise, bro, he's just, like, a, a fucking boss or whatnot. But he still, like, pays homage to Wayne, like, every chance that he gets. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? He knows he gave him, like, his first opportunity. And, you know, Wayne, he knows, like, Drake surpassed him, too. So it's just, like, a mutual respect, which I always thought was dope. How much do you think Drake would sound differently if he didn't sign with Wayne and he signed with, like, Dre or somebody? Um, he would definitely – I was. I feel like the freedom that he would have as an artist would definitely be, like, limited because Wayne, with the Young Money thing, he gave all those artists to be, like – gave them a platform to be who the fuck they were. Like, just do you – like, you know, similar to what he was. So, like, with Cash Money and, and Young Money, what they had was something really special that you don't see in the industry. Because a lot of artists, they'll sign with, like, a label. Like, Cole, prime example. It took Cole, like, to album number two till he finally fucking figured it out. He, yeah, because he was doing, like, sideline story and stuff. Yeah, because, so, like, Friday Night Lights, in my opinion, was that should have been, like, Cole's, like, you know, introductory album, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, in the game, bro, it's a lot of politics and, you know. Oh, uh, so a lot, of, a lot of artists feel like they have to, like, single chase you know, like or create that radio record, and they kind of lose sight of like who who they are as artists and what got them there. And I feel like with Drake, he, he was always able to like balance, like he's gonna give you a hit record. It's like it's the same fucking you know, same fucking cycle, and it just roll out or whatever. But it hits every single time, you know. Um, but yeah, I definitely think you know him signing with Young Money was like the best decision that he could have made, even though there was like money issues with like the contracts and stuff like that. And I think. If you're reading this, is too late. Was like his last album on. Yeah, I think you're on right. Cash Money yeah. or whatever. And then you know he kind of went into like his whole OVO thing and so forth. So he definitely played the game. Like every artist, you have to play that game. You got to sign with somebody. You got to give up something. Even those artists that you know claim to be independent. It's like at, at the core, you're not fucking independent. You need a co-sign from like you can't go throughout this industry, you know, not doing giving up something. I had a question. I lost it. It was so good. It was such a good question. <laughs> What, Rob? Well, I have one about just this album in particular. Do you have on Thank Me Later, is there um, like a specific memory you have? Because I know you said you remember June 15th is when it came out, which is you're right there on that. But is there like a particular song that always takes you back to like a moment in life? I would definitely say The Resistance is one of my favorite records off that album. Okay. Um, just based off what he's talking about, because it's right before he's basically saying he's he's at that. He's on the fence about, you know, leaving those who he's cared for, whether it's like old girlfriends, family members, you know, everybody that can't go on the vi- on, on the ride that he's about to go on. Damn, um, yeah. So it's like right before that brink, you know, that brink of like success and just kind of just, you know, owning up to him like, hey, man, like. I'm kind of struggling going back and forth, but I know where I'm headed. So, you know, that's what it is, man. Yeah. So every time I hear that record, bro, it always takes me back to like a certain time and it kind of correlates with like where I am today as an artist, just knowing like the leap that I'm about to take and just realizing the people that can't go, you know, along for the ride who just never really saw the vision, but it's just like, all right, motherfucker, well, it's about to take off and you'll see, you know, I'll see you in five or 10. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, no, did you get it back? No, but I lost it again because you're talking to me. Oh, my bad. Um, just looking at this track list, man, it's bring yeah. it is bringing me back <laughs> because oh, this yeah. is like freshman year high school for me. Like, oh, man, yeah, like, yeah, I was a sophomore. Find your love. That was like always on. Man, That's what it sounds like, yeah, Rob. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Show man. me, yeah, all of them. Fancy. I like up all night. Up all night is a show. that is like holy shit. And then light up. With, with oh yeah, oh my God. yeah. My my honestly, bro, my favorite records are light up, miss me, the resistance. 
Miss Me. Uh, so I like good. all of them, honestly. Miss Me is so good because I, I I love and this is like the so far going. I love when Rake, uh, Rake, fucking Drake and Wayne get on the record and they just fucking both black, bro. It's like a the ultimate sparring match, like the, bar for bar, just punchlines, everything, bro. Because that's oh my god, this is like a renaissance of Drake and Lil Wayne on mm-hmm. each other's like yeah. music because there was like right above it that song brings you back that song is amazing <laughs> yeah, it, it's nuts bro like they're definitely and then gonorrhea was one of them right yeah Drake's on yep. that one right <laughs> yeah they they got a Listen lot bro they they helped me out i guess um but like thank me now is dope mm-hmm. you could thank me now yeah man and the fact that he ended the album with yeah, that that's such a cool ending for yeah. that album. And I, I just think it's cool man because i remember like when we heard the album title it was just like what the fuck thank me later like this guy think he is man but it's just like only he knew where the fuck he was you know going and about to accomplish and like you look 10 years later and it's just like damn bro like he and for this to be like his most like i think like the most features or it was just very it was like very commercial Drake. But it was also, in my opinion, it was a good album. A lot of this, you know, I can go back and listen today and be like. Yeah, I can listen to this whole album. Even the subject matter is just like, oh, you can tell how much he's matured over the years. But yeah. it's, a lot of these shit's a bops, bro. Now, how do you feel about, like, his early persona and, like, how he got made fun of in memes and oh, stuff? It, I mean. The sad boy stuff. It was warranted, <laughs> bro, because he was, like, and I think, you know, I kind of credit that to Kanye. Kanye pretty much, like open the door or the floodgates for motherfuckers being emotional on records and, yeah. and melody with 808s and heartbreaks. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for a motherfucker like him to come in, it's just like, wow. Oh, I never he, even thought about that. He flourished. Yeah. And yeah, and that's what, and like, that's the whole Drake and, you know, Drake and Kanye dynamic. Like they, they both envy each other. Like Kanye loves the, damn, this motherfucker don't miss. Like he's so calculated. He makes the hits and so forth. But Kanye is fucking Kanye, bro. And Drake knows that. <laughs> You know, so, but it, it's just, I don't know. I think Drake is now in a position of where he's just like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm not, I don't just admire you. Like, I'm, I'm toe to toe with you. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's just ego or whatnot. But yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely cool, man. I like it. Are you now, are you one to pick sides or you just enjoy the art for what it is? I honestly, I enjoy the art for what it is. Um, I love both artists, man. Like, for Drake to be somebody who's my age and just be able to, like, I can say, like, dude, I witnessed that. Like, I was one of, like, the first ones who actually caught it before the world kind of caught on. Um, and, like, you know, even comeback season and all that type of stuff. He was just, like, a totally different artist. But with Ye, it's like, bro, Ye, Ye don't miss, man. Whatever he fucking puts out is just going to, you know, it's going to shock the world every single time he's going to get your attention. So just as an artist, I just respect the craft, bro, and just to see people that put their all into it. Because when you do get in this industry, man, whether it's music, freaking television, film, just the arts in general. A lot of people kind of lose sight of, like, what got them there. and then they Or they lose sight of it. They get burned out with the creativity. So just to see, like, artists actually give a fuck about their craft, like, to me, that's what, you know, I admire. Like, and I don't know, man. I just, you tend to pick sides a little bit. But for me, I've always kind of stayed neutral, you know, in a sense. And, like, I just like I just liked it for the competition. It's great content, man. What is the mixtape where he's, like, it's like trees in the background. He's wearing like a pea coat. Yeah, that's that's comeback. Season. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but it, it what was, is what is what's on that? I can't think of it right now. Um, is it? I know it's a record where like this bitch is crazy. Um, like, he he's still snapping, but it's not. You know, he, city is mine. Yeah, city is uh, mine. Where to now? Uh, there's a Barry Bonds freestyle. Yeah, Barry Bonds was hard, bro. Uh, replacement girl, easy to please, underdog, faded, saying good thoughts, teach you a lesson. There's 24 tracks. Man of the Damn. year. You don't have to say them all, but yeah, I'm that's not going to. I'm just giving insane. you one. That you probably and the fact that he uh, he did care package to like yeah, see I love that. that. And with oh those man, God. those are all the records that you know they were mixtape records, but that he didn't own like the rights. Because mm-hmm. I know when So Far Gone came on iTunes, there were certain records that were missing, and just because they didn't have you know the proper the samples, yeah, the, the samples weren't cleared yeah. and all that type of stuff. So him doing care package was just like holy shit, man. It's like. It's nostalgia, but at the yeah. same time, it's like he can profit off of those records now, you know, just as an artist. You know, a lot of artists are doing that, man, putting a lot of their old catalog on, you know, streaming platforms. Let because, me go Let me go look. Yeah, because all I that shit was given away for free, bro. Like, it, it was insane, bro. Like, we were definitely, like, blessed and just fucking spoiled during that era. Where's he gone? <laughs> uh, well... 
just us, Nelly. It's just us, bro. It's okay. Um, yeah, I was looking at the, that track list to, to care package. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, there's so many, so many bangers that were just. Can I? Girls love Beyonce. Fucking nuts. Bro. Days in the East. How about now? Fire. It just it's crazy how artists like Drake and artists like Kendrick and mm-hmm. all, artists like them can have a ca- like a catalog that is not on Spotify or anything that is so. <laughs> it's better than some of some some artists it, like best work. Like I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> like there, there's nothing like it, man. That's why I say like we look back on it now. At the time, like. You know, I feel like we appreciate it, but we didn't really appreciate it because we were just getting fucking. And I think Wayne kind of opened up the floodgates for that. It's just giving motherfuckers so much free music. It kind of does like, I don't want to say it does an industry a disservice, but, you know, I remember coming up to where, you know, people put their best shit on albums, you know, to where you actually got to go buy and pay mm-hmm. like fifteen ninety nine for it and wait in line. Whereas like the whole Internet, MP3 and all that type of shit, like. It was just like, damn, bro, like you every week it was an, another mixtape. See, Wayne was crazy because he would put out a mixtape right before the out like sorry mm-hmm. for the wait. Like, how do you have this much music? <laughs> how, how do you how do you think of so much bro. in this so short period of time? Just you, but, know, you know what I mean? But Wayne Wayne is just one of like bro, he's a freak of nature, bro. Like there's no artist like him. Like between like him, Hove, and all those like bro, they record when they fucking wake up. You get what I'm saying? So is their hard drives just like shit that we haven't even heard from, you know, heard of or, or just anything for that matter. So a lot of that shit is just throwaways. So, but yeah, it's, it's definitely wild just to see them give away that type of stuff and mm-hmm. then be able to put out an album that, you know, can still hit on all cylinders too. So, um, thank me later. Mm-hmm. I don't have any more questions. I don't know. Rob, help me out. <laughs> um, is there anything visually from the album that inspired how you? Oh yeah, that's a good question. Do any of yes. how so, how you create? So this is actually really funny, man. Um, all of Drake's videos from that era sucked ass to me. They were fucking horrible, <laughs> bro. And that that was just for me, like in my biggest critique, I'm like, bro, like I just come from a time to where everything had to fucking be like hit on point. You had to have a great music video. Song had to be great. People actually had to fuck with it. Like, the marketing had to be top-notch. That's just, you know, that's just, like, what I grew up on. So, like, I remember just seeing, like, a lot of his videos, and it was just, like, that shit don't match up with, like, the vision that I had in my head, you know? So, a lot of the records that I do hear from Drake, I kind of learned just to kind of put my own, like, do, I don't know. I look at it and just be like, okay, I see what you were trying to do. You mm-hmm. just fucking missed the only one I can think of is Miss Me when they have Little Wayne on the uh, yeah and the projector. Wayne, Wayne was fucking locked up <laughs> yeah. and he wasn't there and so forth. Yeah, I was so bummed out when he got arrested. Yeah, yeah, dog, that was. I was like, this is gonna be the worst year ever. It, it sucked, bro. It sucked. It went by really fast though, man. Just because you know his team they held it down and everything. What were his other music videos? I don't even. Find your that. love was like. Find your love. He went to. I don't even know where he was in. He I was think like he was in Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah, he, he was in Jamaica. And he like fell in love with a girl, and they ends up getting like shot and killed by yeah, like. But it, it's the just gang he lord. Get shot. I think he was just trying yeah. to figure out his vision Again? in. But it's like, bro, that's not fucking you, dog. Like you're not. I think, and that's where a lot of his criticism came from. It's just like, bro, stop. Like it's it's not believable. Um, What's the one? Is that? I don't think it's on this album. What's what? Best I ever had. What is that on? So, Kanye West actually directed Best I Ever Had, is it? which was shit. And that's why I say like he always sabotaged Drake every time that he, you know, every chance <laughs> that he chance got. He could. So yeah, if you look over like throughout his career, it's just like damn, bro, Listen, you really fucked with this guy the entire time. That makes sense that he did it because it was like in a gymnasium. Mm-hmm. All I remember is that scene of of all those beautiful running women. through the paper yeah, and yeah, in the I locker remember. room and shit. That's all I remember. What, that. what video? Best I Ever Had. Oh, is so, that on? No, it, it, yeah, it's on so far gone. Okay, that's so but like that was like that was the hit single that just like that got everybody's attention, and like that was one of the first records that C played for me. It was just like I'm gonna let you hear this record, and I'm just like, bro, this shit is a bop, bro. And he was like, yeah, this nigga's coming, dog. But yeah, when you actually watched the video, it was just so anticipated as a record. It's just like, oh, the video's got to be fire. And then when the video dropped, it was just like, 
Oh fuck, bro! That, it just I don't know. It just kind of just killed like the whole vibe of like just the song. But the song is still great, man. It still went on to do like great numbers and everything else. And that's when he met like like wh- what point did he meet Director X? Because that's when he's that was I think that was more so like the take care era. like because yeah. yeah you can and I think that's what's cool too, man. Is just about seeing you know like his progression as an artist because you've seen the phases where he was trying to figure that shit out. He was literally playing that game on the surface though, but. You know, everybody has their critiques and everything, but it's like, bro, he he did that shit the best that he could, and you know, eventually his visuals always have kind of like missed, in my opinion, unless he got with like certain directors or he did like a certain feature. Just like, okay, yeah, you definitely hit your mark. I can't even think of any Drake music videos right now. Yeah, because it's like they a lot of them sucked ass, is bro. It, what's the one he's in? He's in a Cheesecake Factory with Tyra Banks. Is that is that? Is oh, that, that's the um the Child's Play w- record. Was that a, a dream? No, no, that was that was a Child's Play record. <laughs> Cheesecake Factory with Tyra Banks. No, nah, that was the uh, the child's play record from like view yeah views album yeah that was views okay all right he, yeah that's the only one I can think of right now but yeah, yeah you're right his music videos aren't really yeah, they're they're not really good man I think that's probably like one of my only critiques of like him as an artist or whatnot but it's just like bro he he makes up for it in so many other areas just like eh, you know everybody's not perfect type of deal I I think I agree with you because a lot of his visual shit like I hate his new album cover. Oh yeah, nah, so it's, much. It's, it's fucking worse. What wasn't it something else originally? I th- I think he had. Well, it it just goes to like what I was saying earlier. Is like there's always some bullshit that kind of comes up like during because I that album was supposed to drop in the summer. If you listen to it, it's very much so a summer album. Mm, yeah, you know. Um, but with the whole Kanye shit and like they were basically kind of just like waiting for whoever whoever was going to drop fast or first. I just don't like emojis. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, that was actually it was painted by some some famous. Yeah, like, it was artist the same guy. I forget his name, but he's done some other work. Um, he 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 does like visual, like like not paintings or anything. He does like like uh, statues and shit. Like he did like the shark, like the what is that called? Look up the shark. The shark. Shark. It's a some. Sh- it's like a shark in a, like a tank. It's like a. I sound crazy right now. No, no, you good, bro. It's, yeah, a lot of that shit is just. I'll find it. In a minute. I want to find. Let me He's find like a surrealist guys. artist, almost. Like it's not. Yeah, it, it was so different from everything else that artist did. And that's the thing with Drake and Kanye. They kind of play that whole like they have like rich nigga problems, bro. Like <laughs> the the average motherfuckers don't understand like yeah. what you know what they're actually talking about. Even with like the cover arts and stuff, it was just they were basically like trolling the world. Like if you notice, Kanye West's album is is a black fucking black cover art. I'm mad he didn't use that green one. Of like the you know what I'm talking about yeah like, yeah that was I thought that was a really good one but black I mean is cool too and like into you know in my opinion I think it was just like who can put out the most fucking basic cover art and still get people to like listen and, and do, I don't know it's just those are the type of weird ass games that they both you play know what with one you're another. probably right that and makes it a was, lot it of was sense. trolling at its finest bro it was it was definitely trolling at its finest because I just remember like when he released the cover art it was just like wait. That's it, and instantly you had people doing memes, and you had, like, Pepsi fucking mocking it. But I'm like, all of that shit is marketing. That's what I'm talking about. That's oh, yeah. A, that, yeah. That's, that's the it. same Hurst artist. That's his name. Hurst. Hurst. Yes. I think he's from, like, France or, or some somewhere. Some, yeah. some weird artist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, um, but people go back and, and, and they'll say, like, oh, there was a sneak diss or something like that. I didn't even catch it. Like, I didn't even know he was talking no. about Drake, or I didn't know Kanye was talking about whoever, or, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that but see, and that's to me, that's where Drake, like, he gets up under your fucking skin that's, because he he's dude, he's literally fucked every girl <laughs> in the industry, dog. Like, but he, you know, he'll fuck with you. Like with Kanye, I'm pretty sure he's he's hit Kim and the people that she's friends with. Do you think I, that? Do you, yes, absolutely, bro. <laughs> there, dude, there's like women, you know, that you're that we're finding out. Just like, damn, he hit her too. Like his hit list is fucking ridiculous, bro. But he'll do like, and Kanye West says that um, on the Drink Champ, uh, yeah, Drink Champs uh, podcast, and he was like, you know, like Drake, he'll do like little subtle things or put certain things. He'll he'll mention a girl of your homeboy, you know, who he hit back in like fucking '03 or some shit. But I'm like, he's he's a fucking savage beast, but he he's like Mr. Nice Guy in a sense, like yeah, because I thought Kanye was crazy because he was talking about Kiki, mm-hmm. like in that famous. Like video, he was like yeah. the train going by, or whatever. He plays it well, bro. Because it's like, like, all right, Kanye, that, that's pushing. Like, but like, 
It could he very well fucking, be. He had yeah. Kanye, Wait, Kanye West going fucking nuts, going up and like for a Kanye West <laughs> to fucking spaz it because usually he's the one getting up under people's skin. Yeah, so it's just like, yeah, bro, you kind of match your match in a sense. And the way that Drake does it, he makes it into a hit mm-hmm. too. Like a diss is bro, in I, and I think that's, all over the radio. That's where he kills. Yeah, because like with the whole Meek Mill thing, absolutely. You hear, like, bro. Back to back, the fact that you that, yeah. have to hear back to black, uh, back to back in a fucking club like that, and so even if, so, so think about this, bro. And this is how like how his mind works and like how his team is just so fucking like well calculated. Uh-huh. Like when he dropped, I remember the first he dropped the first disc record. Um, it was like charged up, yep, uh, yep, and it yep. was very like the tone was very cold. It was just like, wait a minute, this shit is like the precursor for something that's like about to come. And then Meek didn't respond for like, and we waited, bro. It was just like. Or Meek's about to come back and snap, you know, because everybody was team Meek, dog. And then, like, Meek just wasn't prepared. He didn't, everybody thought he was just a nice guy. He wasn't going to say anything. And then, like, he gave him, like, a day. And then that next morning, bro, like, I remember C hit me and was like, wake the fuck up. Drake just responded bro. with another one. And it was back to back, bro. And, like, you got to think, bro, if you're a DJ and you can't play the biggest record in the fucking world because Meek Mill is, like, in VIP right here. <laughs> Imagine the hit that you take, bro. So it's just, like, it's that type of thinking that he does. It's just, like, bro, this this dude is a fucking genius, dog. Like, you can't really, you can't take away from that. And, like, the, like the shit he says, too, like, is mm-hmm. is that a world tour? Is that your girl's yeah, tour? Yeah, and it's, like, That's, it's a fact, yeah. bro. It's, bro. like, at the end of the day, like, Twitter Meek, finger, or yeah. trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. <laughs> yes, bro, because he... <laughs> It's like put it in your fucking raps. Like at the end of the day, when it boils down to it, bro, rap. If you have something negative to say, and that's one thing I've always admired about Drake, outside of like the pusher thing. Like that was the first time he got on explaining himself on fucking IG. It was like, nah, bro, like pusher got you. Yeah, he, he yeah. definitely got you. But for him to respond with like Scorpion, that gave him like nonstop fucking eight out of ten. Like six of the hit records on Scorpion came from that whole, you know, thing. But it was like he, he didn't take the bait. He could have easily been like, "Oh, I'm gonna expose all of this shit and like the Kim situation, all that." Because everybody knows I'm. I feel like he hit Kim. Okay. Like I, I definitely feel like you he think did. pushed it or Drake no, I think Drake did. Oh, but right. it's like at the same time, Drake he had to play his cards right because it's like, bro, you have a lot to lose. You know, you can't necessarily just throw that shit away. You got to think relationships in this industry. Like that shit is it's it's a grimy game, bro. And Push knew what he was doing. Yeah. So it's just I don't know, bro. It's like, it's a lot of, like, hip-hop industry talk and a lot of that shit, like, people don't see behind the scenes. But, like, on the surface, oh, no, this is my favorite. It's like, nah, bro, that shit ain't what you think it is, dog. And I think for me, it's like, just kind of being close to, like, music industry, just like, you know, my boy being an artist and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, your favorite artist, you be like, fuck, bro, like, he's like that? Damn, dog. It's kind of like a letdown when you kind of see what goes on behind the scenes and, like, the politics and why artists do what they do. So just to see, like, you know, a Drake and a yay. Those guys, like, you know, being who they are, you know, just kind of giving, like, kind of, like, authentic content, which is, is really good to see. I had some, uh, I forgot it again. I was talking, like, I was thinking about, like, like I'm not even mad at Drake if he hit Kim or whatever. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. more mad at Kim, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's misogynistic or something. But nah, bro. It's, I mean, it's life, like, dog. It just, Drake just seems like, I'm so glad I never have to beef with him. You know, maybe maybe one day we will. But yeah, who knows? <laughs> we might next week. It's but, just like, bro, you just never know. But, like, he would get under. I, he would annoy the fuck out of me. Like, he he knows how to push buttons. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Bro, that's it's Scorpio males, bro. Like, you have your futures of the world who's just, like, hella misogynistic, just mm-hmm. don't give a fuck, like, very just gritty. And then you have, like, the, the Scorpio's like Drake, who's like nice guy, but like under the surface, like they can play that same game, but they do it so fucking well. Like it's just, it's just cool to see, man. Like a lot of it's psychology based. Now speaking of future, how do you feel about like, um, what was that? I'm called diamond dancing. What was it? No, no, oh, no, oh, no. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. What, oh, what are your thoughts about Match, them together? Match made in heaven, bro. Really? And, and like the world wanted to see it. Like every time they collab, you got to think, bro, it's two Scorpio males basically talking. They're the same person. They just, Two different ends of the spectrum. Okay. You know, like I said, Houston, uh, not Houston. Future is very fucking trap, you know, gritty, just don't give a fuck. Drake is like, you know, he's a nice guy. It's kind of like Batman, Batman and fucking Superman in a sense. I didn't like it at first because I'm, I'm not a huge Future fan, but mm-hmm. like years gone by and, 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 and hearing it and respecting how different they are and how well they are together. Yeah. Especially the new song they put out like two years ago. That's not new. Yeah, the life is good. Life is you good. were <laughs> came out like 
three years ago now. Yeah. They make hits, bro. It's just like certain artists that get together and just like, oh, shit. Like, this is... And I think, like, back then, that's when everybody was doing, like, the joint albums. You had, like, Watch the Throne with Jay and Kanye. Bro, that was... That, you're mm-hmm. right. It was, it, was, it, was, it was that whole it. era, so... Every, that was even Bad Meets Evil. Mm-hmm. Eminem and uh, yeah, Royce Five Not yep. Everybody was doing yeah, the man. joint albums. And I was like, yeah, bro, I were... Oh, bro, it's, it's just so many, like, special times, man, that I feel like him as an artist was a part of, you know? Or kind of just brought, like, that nostalgia back. Because me growing up in the 90s, bro, it was... I feel like that was the only time where artists were just, no artist was like one another. Everybody was like their own individual person. Like they had, like their content was different. Nobody looked the same. Mm. And it was just so much to pull from. Nowadays, everybody looks the same. They rap about the same shit. Um, it's just all the content is just like oversaturated. I think the internet is kind of the blame for that. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Because like back in like the 90s where you could go to like, Atlanta versus Chicago versus mm-hmm. LA and when it would all be different not just sounds but like the fashion was different mm-hmm. and just now it's so similar because everybody's trying to outdo each other I don't know yeah I blame Instagram no nah, it's, it's definitely the internet <laughs> man so but and I think it's kind of coming back to you know certain artists that are just okay this guy is different he has a different sound to him but it's just like it's only a matter of like, all right, how long can they last? You know, in this industry, which is very fucking, you got to play the game, dog. So it's just, I don't know, it's just a different time, man. So that's why I just kind of learned it. Like when I see certain artists that have a little bit of what I grew up on, it's just like I, I hold on to those artists, you know. So like Drake will always be like, you know, up there in my opinion. Um, and there's like a, a few newer artists that I'm starting to see, like the little babies of the world. It's just like, okay, you get it. You know, and you have the right team around you, like QC, and just seeing everything that they're doing. Because um, a lot of these these younger artists are very talented. It's just a lot of them. It's the internet, bro. They have access, like it's instant gratification, and like they we live in a time where they don't necessarily do artist development anymore. So a lot of these guys aren't fucking seasoned. Like Roddy Rich just dropped, you know, his his second album or whatever, and it was highly anticipated, and it fucking tanked. Because it just wasn't good. He like hanging around Kanye West, and Kanye West would be like, "Have you in fucking Wyoming somewhere, in the middle of the nowhere, talking about life?" And it's just a lot of those artists lose sight of like what got them there. It's just like, bro, just get back to doing you. All this other like weird ass instrumentals and you know just things like that. And it's just I don't know. It just it ruins you know them as artists, and they don't make it past like album number two or three. Now, because hip hop is so young as a, as a music genre. Mm-hmm. Where do you see Drake in like twenty years? Like, how does he retire? What is he doing? I see him doing going back to like his root, which is television and film. Okay, because like, you, you got to think, bro. He's hosted the ESPYS. He's very much so a fucking mm-hmm. TV personality, and I feel like that's where no other artist is really like him. Like, mm-hmm. he's not just, like when people say, "Oh, he's a rapper, this, that, and the third. No, the fuck, he's not, dog. Like, he's. He's a pop artist. Yeah. He can just wrap you niggas up under the fucking table. Like <laughs> the best. And people hate it, you know, because, oh, he not street. He's like, and it's just like, bro, what is your definition of a fucking rapper? For one. I remember that. That was on uh, Anchorman, Anchorman, Anchorman 2. Anchorman, yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> asked Will Ferrell for that role. He reached really? out and asked for the cameo. Uh, yep. But it's like, bro, he's very much like, if you go back and watch Degrassi, bro, he's, that's all he did. Like, granted, you know, he he's always like been a student of like the game and music and everything else. Mm-hmm. Like, I think his uncle, I believe it was, like, played, like, bass guitar for Prince. Oh, so, really? Like, his, yeah, his dad was a musician. So, and I think for me, and this, I hope it's not getting off subject or whatever, like, why like, I relate to him a lot, just being, like, an army brat, moving around, adapting to your surroundings, because it's, like, me, I was always in, like, uncomfortable environments. Sometimes I was the only black kid in my class, like, living in Germany and shit like that. So it's just, like, you couldn't really do shit about it except for adapt, and then as I got older, it really kind of made me the person that I am. Cause now like if you look at my friends who I interact with, everybody comes from different backgrounds, whether it's like Indian, Asian, black, white, Hispanic, and so forth. Like my craft kind of like gives to all of those different, you know, backgrounds and cultures, which I think is cool. And I think that's what he does with music. So a lot of people just look like, Oh, this guy's biracial. He grew up in fucking Canada. I'm like, yeah, bro. But he also spent a part of his life in Memphis because of his dad, where he has cousins. He spent a lot of his time in Houston, which is like that Houston connection. And then fucking Canada, which is like a whole country that you have backing you. And I, I, feel, I always equate it to like the city of Daytona. You know, it's just like Daytona's known, but it's just like it's fucking Daytona. 
you know? yeah. and it, it's even really cool in like uh, our team like well, me and my boy C we talk about all the time is just you know there's similarities to like you know their team and then our team and Vince Carter who played for the Toronto Raptors who's from Daytona Beach Florida like he was the one that really kind of like put Toronto on the map when uh, him and Tracy McGrady will you know they went to the playoffs and all that type of stuff so I always felt like you know those those paths were going to kind of cross one day and I, I genuinely believe that um so I, that's why I always thought it was just it was really unique, man. Just to see like how his life kind of like parallel to mine. Not not saying that I'm fucking like Drake or no shit like that. You get what I'm saying? No, but it's I got just, you. It's yeah. like damn, dog. It's, you really like took what could have like destroyed you or what people shit on you about, and you really like capitalize off it. Like now, you mentioned Drake's dad. I want <laughs> I want to know your thoughts on him because he seems like a character, bro. He's yeah. literally he's like I feel like everybody's pops, bro. Like. <laughs> Yeah. He reminds me of my pops. My my pops get on that henny, bro. It's just like he's gonna tell the same story. He's just he's a character, bro. Like is he looks just like him too. Oh yeah, he, he looks hell. Oh my yeah, god, he looks just like him. So it's just I don't know, man. I just think like he has so much to actually pull from, and he just had so much game that like a lot of us or a lot of the you know people that you know like his opposition who don't necessarily like him, you know they didn't necessarily have like he's he's literally a white guy, you know. Just who's just super fucking talented. Like you have a Jewish connection. Ain't no niggas with Jewish connections, bro. Like, <laughs> but it's just like rather than you be oh like, oh my god, that just reminded me. I'm so sorry for no, you, cutting you, you off. When the, he rebur mitzvahed in that one, yeah, music the, the hell you're fucking right. <laughs> yeah, it, Director X did that. Was the first one him and Director what, X did. Was that? Oh, because I remember like DJ Khaled was there, I think, mm-hmm. and and Wade was there. They're all wearing yarmulkes and shit. But oh my god, I'm sorry. It, <laughs> nah, bro, but like, nah, that's exactly what it is, bro. And if if you look at even a lot of the younger artists today, like, and we know how these young, these young kids and artists are fucking, they'd be like, fuck you, you old. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So it's just like, for them to have like respect, I'm not like, nah, Drake showed love. Like he's always showed love. Like he get that shit from Wayne, bro. Wayne has showed love to every artist, whether it was free features, favors, everything else on the sun. And now Drake is in a position where he's like at the top of the game and he always gives back. Like, if you notice, a lot of people were saying, like, oh, he's a culture vulture. He does it. I'm like, nah, bro. He gives motherfuckers cosign who necessarily, were, you know, people weren't looking their way. Now, depending on what you do with that cosign, it's totally fucking up to you, you know? So, I think I think that helps Drake out, too, to stay relevant. Absolutely. To do he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Because there's so many older artists that don't fuck mm-hmm. with the, with, with, current rappers and, and yeah. they fall off and, and nobody and cares. It's, it's just like bro is because you got to think bro rap is a it's a young it's a young person sport mm-hmm. you know and once you hit like 30s and all that other type of stuff like it's like damn bro i'm like i'm old and so forth so for him to be in the game like 10 years strong and you know well, what do you do man you see the next up-and-coming rapper or so forth who can take your spot I'm finna fucking, all right, little bro, come over here. <laughs> so, like, when you hear, like, a light up and so forth, it's basically Hove just giving Drake, all right, you the next up. Like, here, let me tell you what to look out for. Like, it's how these industry, industry cats going to try to play you. They're going to try to befriend you, then, like, stab you in the back. He's giving him game. And then I think they did a verse on, fuck, I think it was Nothing Was the Same, um, Pound Cake. That yep. song it, is one of the cake. best songs ever made. But it's just like, it's kind of like, a, all right, so what did you learn from the past couple of years? Okay. And, and, you know, Drake is in position where, you know, they throw little jabs at each other. Like, mm-hmm. rap is a very competitive sport. So it may seem like a shot to us. And it, it can be a friendly shot. But, you know, at its core, like, everybody knows who the fuck Jay-Z is. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, it's not going to stop people from trying you just to see, like, all right, let me see if your, your pen's still sharp, bro. And whole shit's on them every single time. Like, you know, with his moves and with his pen. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, bro. I just I love it, man. I can go on and on about just like the industry and like how it works, bro. It's just so many like subtle things that even I wouldn't necessarily, you know, peep if I hadn't been, you know, best friends with like a musical artist who's like heavily, you know, invested like in the game like that. So it's it's just cool, man, just to kind of sit back and and just read between the lines of like, you know, what they put out on the surface and be like, nah, let me decode this shit. This is what he's really saying, you know. So. I always thought that was cool, man, just as a fan of, like, hip-hop in general. Sweet. Do you have any other questions? No, sir. Um, you have uh, hold up. Somebody on the door? Oliver. No, my um my go-to for uh, guests, the uh, – obviously, we, I mean, we talked about Drake's discography pretty thoroughly. So, obviously, thank me later. So far gone. Take care. 
care package. Yeah, all was these. The same. Fucking, if you're reading this too late. Yeah. Um, which is like his, all right, I'm fucking here and ain't nobody taking my spot. Yeah. That's what I love about that project. Is um, there a, do you have, do you have two additional albums? I mean, they could be from Drake, from whoever. Any artists? Yeah, any artist, any genre, anything that uh, is like a go-to album for you and that you think our audience needs to hear. I think me personally, um, and I'm, I'm, I'll am i stay home team on this one, is my boy Crown, man. Like, we still don't know. And I think just because, like, it took place during COVID, like, we rented out, like, a little Airbnb in Miami for, like, the weekend. It was right when they had closed, like, the beach. Like, everything just shut down. And during that time, like, we created a fucking masterpiece. But we talk about just, like, the state that we were in, the world was in. But we kind of go through, like, every generation from, like, Generation Z, Generation X, Generation Y. And he just gives, like, his perspective. But he's just fucking blacking on everything, bro. So every time I hear that project, it always takes me back to that moment. And it's it's really deep, too, at its core. Um, So I think the world can relate to it, but just me, you know, just being able to play a part in it, like, that's just something that, like, that's just one album that I always just kind of go to that'll kind of, you know, it's it's something for every mood. It's a record for every mood that I'm in. So if I need something to motivate me, if I need something to, you know, kind of bring me out of my funk or whatever, um, if I'm in a funk, I can have something that just kind of, like, fuels that fire a little bit. So, yeah, that's, that's one of them. And I would definitely have to say, and this is like, this is a mixtape, but I don't want to, here. It is Nipsey Hustle and fucking, where is it? Oh, damn. It's called No Pressure. Came out in 2017, but it's Bino, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Righto, you know, Righto and Nipsey Hussles, no pressure. But yeah, like the last record on there is called Stuck in a Grind, and that's like one of my oh, yeah. favorite freaking records, bro. Like it, it motivates me like no other. It's just, it just talks about just being, you know, just stuck in your grind of like whatever it is, whether you like hustling, whether you're like an entrepreneur, and it's just, you know, like he's just, he's just spitting that real shit, bro. Like he, he's, he's really just kind of like, in that place, like, look, ain't nothing getting in the way. There ain't no no chicks, no you know friends, anything. Like, I'm I'm just stuck in my grind. Ain't nothing getting in my way. So, yeah, that's definitely like a great project to kind of check out too. So, Sweet, yeah. very cool. Where can we find you on the internet? So you can find me on Instagram at I am November. That's E Y E A M November, um, and that's Twitter, Instagram. Facebook is under Brandon Smith, but the fucking name is so common. So <laughs> good luck. All I got to do is just, you know, hopefully you can find like the right profile picture or something that kind of linked it to. But yeah, um, I am November is my handle and I'm November.com. You can go out and check out, you know, my portfolio, kind of give you a glimpse of like every, a little bit of everything that I do. And yeah, man, shout out, plug, whatever you want. So I definitely want to plug my team, uh, shop open. Um, it's basically a lifestyle for entrepreneurs and our whole message is, man, it's like, we want, we want to give people the freedom and opportunity to, like, monetize their passion. So everything that you guys are doing, you know, with the, the podcast, your individual brands, it's like, man, that's, that's all shop open, bro. So post-COVID, everything, you know, everybody's kind of, like, diving into diving into their own hustles and, you know, just like their own bag, bro. So we commend that, hands down. But, yeah, my boy Crown, Ayo, Bree, my boy Justin, um, moms, pops, you know, Robbie V, Nelly, what up, son? <laughs> you know, got to shout you boys out and anybody out there, man, who's just trying to, you know, make a living for themselves, do the right thing and just overall be a well-rounded person and just go through this, this thing that we call life, man. So I appreciate you guys for giving yeah, me man. the platform. And this is ironically enough, bro. This is the first time that I've ever been on a podcast. Well, so I'm honored to be here. I'm glad that you guys will have me. I'm glad we finally made it happen. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you for coming on. I'm 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 glad we could break your chair. <laughs> Thank you. Pop, pop my, my podcast chair. <laughs> no, nah, I appreciate it, bro. This was a blast. I was a little bit nervous before we started, yeah. so but a couple, couple of drinks, nice little meal, you know. <laughs> Nelly making me feel comfortable. So but no, nah, I appreciate y'all boys, man. You know I love y'all, bro. Well, that's uh that is it for Gasol Traveling. Uh I am your host, Nelly Nutbuster. Uh 
find me on the internet. Rob's over there. Rob, say something. Hey, little Robbie Vince on the internet. Uh, <laughs> shouts out Gashful Traveling on everything. Uh, buy us a coffee. Link in the bio. Link in the bio. Hey. If you like what we do, support us. Throw us your pocket change. Go under your couch. Go in your car seat. Go in the laundry room. Dig those dimes out. Throw them our way. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> support us. Um, and uh, rate us on whatever whatever you're listening to podcast spotify throw us a five star we need it yeah Uh, but uh until next week see you